no moral, no message, no prophetic tract. Hello, everyone. In the last video, we observed feminists basically concluding with beauty standards. And when everyone spoke of beauty standards, everyone had a tendency to then just speak of their own personal experiences. And we already discussed how that was incredibly unproductive and fulfilled a narrative that many of us progressives don't want to, I, I believe we should not, um, appear to be falling into. You can watch that video uh, above. There's going to be a card popping up right in the right corner, I believe. And today we're going to then talk about beauty standards in a manner that is far more inclusive of individuals in consideration of white supremacy, yes, but also just how it impacts people and has been a cultural issue despite how superficial it is. This all started up uh, about a week ago when I originally wrote about feminism versus plastic surgery. That article is going to be linked down below. I was inspired by this video posted by at the Alexa Jasmine on TikTok. Can I talk where the caption read, No, I don't think women starving themselves and reconstructing their faces with makeup and plastic surgery is feminism and female empowerment. I couldn't agree more. I am not here to discourage any viewers from the usage of makeup to enhance one's face, play around with creative expression, and emphasize a person's favorite facial features. My consensus is that had it not been for your socialization, you would have never thought of cutting away at and lifting your face. The same goes for putting stuff in your boobs and butt. Our earliest humans had a lot more important things to think about than whether or not our ass looked good while running from a panther. But today, particularly in first world countries, we have the comfort and space to absorb data that seeps deep into the mind on a constant basis every single day you are being sold to manipulated rarely enough are you simply informed if you're among the lucky few who care to seek out well-developed and critically expressed information the history of eurocentric ideals with the modern and contemporary western hyperfixation on fixing quote unquote the body particularly that of the female body which we will be discussing today Consider what American social media looks like when you first open a blank slate account. I urge you to try it out. Create a whole new social media account and follow no one. Look at who comes up on the explore section and reels. Small-nosed white woman, small-nosed white woman, small-nosed white woman, small-nosed white woman that got cosmetic surgery, small-nosed white woman that appeals to the black male gaze, and more small-nosed white woman. Don't get me wrong, white women are hot. That isn't the point I'm making. And then, oh, there's an Asian woman, but she's practically paper white with pounds of makeup concealing any possibility of melanin peeking through, even if only a tinge. That is what it looks like to open a blank slate social media account. Because there is no blank slate in the society. We are living in a curated sociological system that favors a certain identity. They are and have been made the ideal for all women for many years. And now, with the age of all telling, there are even women who feel comfortable broadcasting the reality of their artificial likeness to the beauty standard. All of these women are simply victims of their socialization. And you know, 
At first, this seemed like a great thing, that people wanted to be transparent about their surgeries that they've gotten, as the internet has called for. But this is, in fact, simply an insidious gateway toward the normalization of plastic surgery. In this video, for example, the creator goes into detail about what the experience was like post-operation. I find it disturbing the sort of impact that this has on so many people, myself included, through the normalization of plastic surgery. This is an example of what my own nose looks like. Growing up, I felt as though my straight, somewhat long and thin nose was ugly. This was not because of what I had originally thought of myself, but rather the opinions of my peers. As Stephanie Lang mentions in this video, I was compared to evil witches and queens as those were the characters in TV shows and films that had long and straight noses, although oftentimes they were crooked and long, to emphasize their lack of alignment with what is ideal, good, and perfect. It took me years to resume a love and acceptance for my nose, which I'd previously had prior to the unjust and frankly racist socialization I'd been forced into. I was a mixed person of color with a different kind of European nose, surrounded by tiny-nosed white girls and the media who simply adored them. I provided you all with these components to bring you to this point. How can we normalize such an unnecessary and superficial process? How can we normalize cosmetic and plastic surgery to the point of some feminists considering it an empowering thing? We can't. Feminism, ideally, at least for me and hopefully for you, should not include conforming to beauty standards that have been embedded initially by men with negative and manipulative intentions, that of which have been supported by systemic racism. To profit off of our insecurities, creating new insecurities every couple of years to keep the ball rolling. Simply for what the patriarchy wants for you ladies, not what you really want slash would have wanted had it not been for society, the society that you grew up in, that was privileged enough to focus on things as unimportant as the shape and size of your nose, face, and body. None of this matters, especially not enough to cut, break, and redesign yourself to meet racist, sexist, and generally oppressive ideals. Zero functional purposes, feeding delusion within this false reality we all seem to live in now, in the contemporary. And so I thought to myself, after writing this last week, what it all reminded me of. I have always been a bit of a fan of the Twilight Zone. I mean, I'm not sure if I can consider myself a fan, considering I've watched less than a season's worth of the show, but every time I've seen clips from it, I've always been so intrigued. I've loved every episode I've seen. Shocking, thrilling experience it is to watch the Twilight Zone episodes from the original show. I highly recommend it. And I coincidentally, would find that an episode from that show would best suit an essay that I am writing for one of my classes. Number 12 looks just like you. In my essay, I essentially claim that this episode is the end of critical thinking and individuality, the end of what makes humans human beings. If I didn't want the transformation, I wouldn't have to have it, would I? Darling, what are you talking about? The transformation is the most marvelous thing that could happen to a person. Well, I could wait a little while, couldn't I? 
Don't worry, darling. You're just nervous. We follow this main character who appears to be quote-unquote homely, except she's not homely. She's just wearing perfectly vintage aesthetic looking clothing that I'm sure so many people are wearing right now, actually, because it's a trend right now. What's so terrible about being beautiful? After all, isn't everybody? For want of a better estimate, let's... And in contrast, there's this woman wearing more conformed clothing, more strict, conservative clothing on the left of her, or the left, the right of her, whatever. Point is, um, across from her. At first, you're not necessarily aware of what's going on. You might simply think that they're friends or sisters. You're shocked to find, however, that that is her mother. Shocking as it is, if you're familiar with the Twilight Zone, you're unsurprised by the following. It is found that we are observing a society where it is state-mandated that once you reach a certain age, you should go through a quote-unquote transformation where doctors will perform intense plastic surgery to make you look like one of the models in the catalog. Now, there are probably no more than 20 base models that everyone is allowed to look like because the numbers seem to range from 8 12, 17, so I would assume that there are probably no more than 20 that everyone in the world is allowed to look like once they meet the age of the transformation. Women in particular seem to be incredibly white, incredibly skinny, incredibly small-nosed, and incredibly light-eyed, light-haired at least, bright smiles. Um, did I mention how thin they are? Let me stop because there's nothing wrong with being thin. I'm thin too. It's just, we all know what's happening here, correct? And the main character rejects this because, just as her father did, she and her father valued individuality, authenticity, critical thinking, intelligence, knowledge, and this society has valued superficiality and happiness. Equality, quote-unquote, which is just guys from white supremacy because everyone in the fucking episode was white. But everyone is equal, sure. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone looks the same. No one has problems with themselves. They're all happy, but there's something wrong. And I, I just don't know how to describe it. It's like the women, for the most part, especially the women that get the two styles that our protagonist ends up choosing from, seem to have their brains changed their voices changed. It's as if they become hollowed after the surgery. It's as if once they lose their individuality and they've been forced through this transformation that the state has mandated so that everyone can be quote-unquote equal, it's actually a manner to erase humanity. To sleep, I remembered something that Father said. He said, when everyone is beautiful, no one will be because without Ugliness, there can be no beauty. Mother, mother, don't you understand? They don't care whether you're beautiful or not. They just want everyone to be the same, that's all. Everyone is behaving as if they are robots, that they have to look a certain way and pose a certain way and be a certain thinness, fitness. They cannot be seen as equal nor respected and are essentially forced to be one of the 20 it is, it is so incredibly disturbing because 
the narrator says in the beginning or the end, I think it was the beginning, sorry, of the episode, he says, For want of a better estimate, let's call it the year 2000. At any rate, imagine a time in the future when science has developed the means of giving everyone the face and body he dreams of. It may not happen tomorrow, but it happens now in the Twilight Zone. And yet, 23 years within or post the time that he claimed this episode was based in, we see young women going through this transformation, except it's not state-mandated, so they have to force it into themselves through makeup or scrounging up as much money possible for plastic surgery. Everyone that they look up to has gotten some kind of cosmetic surgery. Does anyone bear their real face anymore? Sure, that's probably an overgeneralization, but you know what I mean by that. Why is it that within the first world, with all of this comfort, all of this opportunity, we need to be distracted by superficiality and hollowed of our minds? Come in, my dear. We've been expecting you. Sooner or later, everyone wants to be beautiful. Where's your number? I've been so worried these last few days, not being able to talk to her. And she seemed in such a state the last time. Well, it's as I told you. Occasionally, a young person has difficulty adjusting to the idea. Mother! Val! Look at me! What do you think? You're beautiful, Marilyn. Just beautiful. And the nicest part of all, Val, I look just like you. Portrait of a young lady in love with herself. These and other strange blessings may be waiting in the future, which, after all, is the Twilight Zone. And our personalities. Did you know that Dostoevsky was an epileptic? He was ugly, he was deformed, but he wrote about beauty, about real beauty. These men wrote about life and about the dignity of the individual human spirit and about love. This is enough. We're not going to hurt you, we're only going to help you. These men wrote about life and about the... That me. What do you think? Dignity of the individual. And the nicest part of all, Val, I look just like you. In order to be happy. And just like a like on Instagram or a compliment for being so pretty, just drink a cup of instant smile and move on with your fucking day. What you need is a glass of instant smile. You know what I think? You don't feel very well. What you need is a nice cup of instant smile. I'll see if... I had a cup of instant smile. I don't feel like smiling all the time. Sometimes I want to cry or frown. You need to accept the system. You need to understand the system and still perpetuate it. But you also need to love yourself. And most definitely, you need to be pretty. Aided herself. But the problem with hating yourself is you can't really talk about it. Because at some point recently, the whole world joined a self-help cult and won't shut the fuck up about it. Cat, you're one of the bravest, most beautiful human beings I have ever seen. That's not true. Yes, it is. I wish I had your confidence. But I don't, like, feel healthy. Yes, you are. No, like, seriously, I'm not. Cat, you just have to love yourself. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. I fucking hate myself. Every day you get out of bed, it's an act of courage. That's easy for you to say. You don't have, like, fucking mental problems. Yes, I do. 
Why do you think I look like this? Are you kidding? I wish my mental problems made me look like you. Trust me, you don't. Trust me, I do. You're like the most beautiful person I've ever fucking seen. Maybe be by a white, cis, male, heteronormative standard. Oh my god, are you fucking joking? You just said this fucking Cat, are you fucking serious? That's how you fucking talking. It's the patriarchy. It is me talking. You are not listening. No, society puts things into your mind. Be positive, be bright, be light. Push for something better and yet contribute to none of it. Desensitize yourself from others because you're so hyper fixated on yourself. What makes ugly? Is it you? Is it me? Is it someone you don't like? Is it someone you do that turns out to be foul? Is it a society that is bent up and over around whether or not a group of five sisters have gotten surgery, a good portion asking at the clinic to look like them by demonstrating images like in a photo book. Is the most beautiful woman in the world in my eyes. Sherry has since gone on to have three BBLs, two boob jobs, and several facial reconstruction surgeries, all to look more like Kim Kardashian. Heck, you could even argue that the effect that Kim has had on her own younger sisters has been somewhat detrimental. When you look at the very dramatic physical transformations that they have had at such young ages, and in a strange way, it's almost as though Kendall and Kylie in particular are trying to alter their looks to look more like Kim. Could it simply be sisterly love? Or have Kim's little sisters felt the pressure of being in such an aesthetically obsessed family and as such, felt the need to change their looks to better resemble their beautiful and successful older sister, without whom them themselves would likely never have even achieved fame and fortune to begin with. So Kimberly Noel cut out. I don't. The elites see why. The people that are getting paid based off of your insecurities and whatnot, they see why. Why can't you see that you're being played? Once you realize that you are being played by a government or a company or a category of some kind that you've been absorbing. Once you realize that truly, your life becomes that much lighter. And that is the purpose of this video is to really just snap some people out of it and reinform those that have already been aware of this. That this madness is nothing. Nothing absolutely zero value outside of providing some people some economical rewards that they don't deserve for perpetuating this issue further. But what are your thoughts? Do you believe this shit is also a total fucking sham or do you on the other hand suggest that these different surgeries can be used in a manner to uplift women without contributing to old patriarchal orders? I would love to hear that rebuttal because I I simply can't think of one, truly. I am always open to individuals providing me with more information so that I can remain, uh, well, not ignorant. <laughs> and I just wonder, truly, are there genuinely, more so, can it be genuinely empowering to do this had there not been societal aspects and influence? Truly, the question remains, would anyone do this if it wasn't for the society we lived in? 
for who people can be. I think the only thing that truly separates us from the state-manded society presented in the Twilight Zone and that of our present time is that those opportunities are not provided to everyone. But that's actually a good thing because in our world, we're at least given the opportunity to choose. You have a choice to make. Have your mind scooped out of your fucking skull and choose nothingness, the face, choose the surface, or choose life. And I really, as much as I've also been impacted, as much as I am possibly incredibly speaking from a place of privilege, I don't see why we have to tear ourselves apart to this extent for what corporations want. <laughs> so if you can test my perspective, comment below as well. Uh, if you want to listen to see more content on feminism, intersectional feminism, and just general social commentary critiques and history, psychology, discipline, etc. I talk about a bunch of things on here, on Medium, on I'm opening up a WordPress account and uh, account, WordPress website, hello. And I'm just very excited to continue with this journey. I also have a Patreon if you want to support me because I would love to make this a full-time career and I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Stay awesome. Bye!